Good morning, everyone. Pursuant to government code section 54953, subsection E, and in light of the declared state of emergency, this regular meeting of the zoning administrator for November 18th, 2021 um, is being conducted and recorded telephonically via Zoom. So with that, I welcome you to our zoning administrator meeting. Uh, today, we have one item on the agenda. Um, this is to review the, um, the Weber residence at 75 Cloudview Road. Excuse um, me, can I, I'm so sorry. I just, something popped up that said this is being recorded. Yes. Is there a way we can record it as well? Because I said it will be posted on the website. Yeah. yeah, it will be posted on the website. Okay, okay, perfect. So um, so with that, um, in terms of the order of the meeting, uh, we'll start hey, first Steve. with our um, assistant planner, Elena Lip, um, providing a presentation. Um, I may ask clarifying questions after her if presentation. After the presentation, then we will open it up to the applicant to provide up to a 10-minute presentation. Um, after that, if there's clarifying questions, Rosalind, I'm just going to mute you because you have some background noise. Um, so after the applicant's presentation, and then I may ask some clarifying questions. Um, after the applicant's presentation, we will open it up for public comment. We'll close public comment after public comment has been received, and then we'll go into deliberations. So with that, um, I'll introduce assistant planner, Elena Litt. All right, it's okay. Morning, everyone. Um, I don't have a visual uh, presentation for you, but I'm going to um, use the staff report prepared uh, and posted to the agenda um, as our reference. Um, all right, so today we are meeting to discuss the variance application for 75 Cloudview Road. Um, this is project ID 2019-00136. Uh, on May 21st of 2019, uh, the Community Development Department received an application for a side yard setback variance at 75 Cloudview Road. Jill Benton submitted the application on behalf of property owner Angela Weber. The requested variance would allow a side access porch to encroach into the required side yard setback of the property adjacent to 81 Cloudview Road. This encroachment is agreed to in the settlement between the respective owners of 75 and 81 Cloudview Road as attached. Uh, so some background on the site, uh, the square shaped parcel is approximately 10,816 square feet and contains an existing single family residence, a one bedroom accessory dwelling unit, a garage and side access stairs on the south side of the building. The, the site is lo located in the R16 single family residential zoning district. The structure was built in 1937 prior to the adoption of the current zoning setback requirements and does not conform in several ways. The main mass of the building extends both in, into both the required side yard setbacks and encroaches into the rear setback. The rear setback was given uh, a variance by the city council through resolution number 5782. In 2016, the community development department improperly issued a building permit and a zoning permit to rebuild and expand the deck within the rear yard setback. The property owner was, in, was given the option to demolish the deck or apply for a variance. Um, and the property owner decided to apply for a variance. On June 6, 2018, the Planning Commission considered the variance application and denied the request on the basis that the expanded deck would impact the privacy of the neighbors at 81 Cloudview Road. The variance was appealed to the City Council. 
Before the appeal was heard by the city council at its March 29th, 2019 meeting, the owners of 75 and 81 Cloudview Road reached a settlement to allow the deck to encroach into the rear yard setback in exchange for the reconstruction of the side access porch such that it would no longer protrude over the property line and re would remove a window that looks towards 81 Cloudview Road. The side access porch on the south side of the residence would still encroach into the side yard setback and require variance. The city council granted the rear yard setback variance as previously stated, 5782. Um, on October 7th, 2021, this project was taken to the Historic Preservation Commission for review and was deemed that there it was not historically significant or <coughs> could proceed to this discretionary hearing. Um, so the project, the applicant is requesting the approval of this variance to allow the existing side access porch uh, to be reconstructed um, such that it does not protrude over the property line onto lands of Teasdale at 81 Cloudview Road. Um, this uh, was uh, agreed to in a settlement between those two owners um, that's to, uh, uh, that the side access porch would be reconstructed no more than six inches uh, within no more than six inches of that property line. Um, however, to maintain this access route to the residence, the porch will still encroach into the required side yard setback. Uh, through the department's analysis, we found that it is consistent with the general plan through policy uh, on non-conforming structures and neighborhood compatibility. Uh, the zoning ordinance um, was uh, analyzed and the property was found to be uh, in compliance on several um, several points through existing nonconformities, but that this variance would be required. Um, in the variance findings as uh, written into the staff report and submitted by the applicants, uh, we feel that we can support them and that these variance uh, findings can be made by the zoning administrator. Um, zoning administrator, would you like me to read through the variance findings? Um, if you could just pr provide a summary of how the project uh, may be consistent with the findings. Uh, sure. So um, in finding A, that there may be exceptional or extraordinary circumstances or conditions applying to this property um, involved or to the intended use of the property that do not generally apply to other properties or uses in the same district. Uh, the exceptional circumstances at this property are that the existing home was built prior to the current zoning setback requirements. Um, and the, the existing side, right side porch uh, is depicted on plans on file as a porch with stairs dating back uh, to 1962 variance application um, as reported by the applicant. And I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm getting noise. I think it's coming from the Teasdales. Perhaps they, everyone can mute as the zoning administrator is requested so that we don't get feedback from everyone until, unless you're speaking. Is everything okay now? I, they're, they're, I, have been, I have been muted. So I don't know what you're referring to. It's not coming from the Teasdales. There is background noise in the office, so I apologize for that. And I, I just muted everybody except for Elena and myself. So. All right, um, continuing on. 
Um, so owing to this exceptional um, extraordinary circumstance, uh, the enforcement of the provisions of the zoning title um, would result in difficulty um, by removing this structure, which provides egress, it would result in uh, hardship to the property owner and limit egress options in the event of an emergency. There being no alternate location on the south side of the building to exit from the uh, top floor residence. Um, in variant C, such variance is necessary for the preservation of substantial property right of the petitioner. Uh, the egress provided by this porch and stairs is necessary for the preservation of that substantial right of the petitioner to provide uh, to access the, the property from the side that they have enjoyed uh, prior to now and we would remove that, um, that use of the property. And there is no alternative placement of this access stairs on this side of the property to access the top floor residence. Uh, the granting of this variance would not be material detrimental to the public welfare or injuries to the property improvement in the vicinity or in the district. Um, because can the- for, yeah, Can you just pause for a second? I apologize for this. I apologize in this age of Zoom um, and sharing office spaces, um, things are sometimes a little bit more challenging. So I do apologize for um, pausing the meeting and Elena, please proceed. Um, yes, uh, I believe that I was uh, on the item of, it would not be material detrimental, um, mainly because this uh, solution was agreed to in the attached settlement with the adjacent neighbor. Um, that in return uh, for a limit for the variance uh, setback on the rear of the property. Um, this would eliminate an existing encroachment um, and reduce glazing towards the side neighbor. Um, and on variance item E, the granting of this variance would not consist constitute a grant of special privilege inconsistent with the limitations on the other properties classified in the same zoning district. Uh, attached in attachment six is a list of approved side yard setback variances granted in the city of Sausalito with the um, zoning indicated and it, you can uh, view that several properties in Sausalito have been granted this uh, similar variance so it would not be a grant of special privilege uh, to this property in the R16 zoning district. Uh, finally, variance F, the uh, granting of such a variance will be in harmony with the general purpose and intent of this title and the general plan. Um, the porch and stairs are typical of structures in the single family zone. Um, housing element policies, uh, land use 1.18 and community development 1.3 and in compliance with the zoning ordinance to preserve existing non-conforming uses and building intensity. They also provide a necessary second means of egress, to egress for the safety of the homeowner in case there's ever a fire in the main portion of the house that prevents egress from the primary entrance. Uh, and so today staff recommends that the zoning administrator approve the attached draft resolution, uh, which approves a variance to allow the side access porch on the south side of 75 Cloudview to be constructed in the required side setback. 
today you may either approve the attached draft resolution, uh, which makes the findings to approve the variance or deny the variance and direct staff to prepare a resolution with specific findings for denial, uh, refer the plan application to the planning commission or continue the hearing for additional information or project revisions. And that concludes my presentation. Thank you, Alina, that was helpful. And um, for clarification purposes, um, regarding the uh, last finding for general plan consistency, um, you referenced a land use 1.18, um, but in the staff report, it says 1.17. Um, is it 1.7 or 1.8, just for clarification purposes? Thank you, yes, it is 1.8. Okay, great. So we'll let the record know that. Um, sure. yeah. It's 1.8, sorry. Okay. No, no worries. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, your staff report and your presentation was super comprehensive. So um, with that, we can go into the applicant's presentation. And again, you have 10 minutes and I will keep, be keeping track of that, the time. Okay. Good morning, um, uh, Madam Zoning Administrator and, and Ms. Lip. Thanks for your, your time this morning. We're going to have two speakers, myself and the uh, project architect, uh, Jill Benton. And so I'm gonna speak for about one minute and then Jill is gonna take over and walk you through the plans. We support the staff report. We think the staff has done a good job of identifying what the findings are to grant this variance. Seems pretty clear that the findings can be made based upon all the information that was provided. Also, we're disappointed that we're seeing opposition from the neighbors at 81, particularly because there was a written settlement agreement that was attached as I think attachment six or seven to the staff report. So the neighbors have agreed. And in fact, Ms. Weber has gone to great expense to basically do a make work project to rebuild the same covered porch, albeit this time now um, not encroaching over the line where it had previously existed for at least since 1950 and probably before. So um, we don't think it's well taken by the neighbors to complain about something that they agreed to. Um, we did see uh, a late letter from uh, Ed Henry, the building official for the city, saying that technically under the code, it's not required that you have that you only have one egress from a building. But of course, common sense says that you want to have as many reasonable egresses from a building uh, in the event of an emergency. Um, and this is the only egress on the south side that. Um, if someone was in the kitchen and there was a fire where there's a fireplace between the kitchen and the front door, you wouldn't be able to get out. So this is a, a absolutely necessary means of egress in the event of emergency to, to get out of the house on that side. So um, with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Jill and Jill's gonna walk you through her plans. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jill Benton Tardy. I am the project architect. Um, I have been working with Angela Weber for a, a couple of years since the retroactive variance for the uh, rear yard deck, which um, was mistakenly approved by the building department, but was approved and was built. And um, then came back later with a request for a variance because it was overstepping the uh, rear yard setback. Uh, we were granted that retroactive variance, um, but as a condition of that was a settlement agreement between Teasdale at 81 and Weber at 75, in which the, um, the existing 
porch was requested to be rebuilt such that it um, does not overstep the uh, common boundary line um, by six inches. So we are proposing just simply to reconstruct an existing structure that has been there since, as Len and um, Elena have noted, since at least 1950 and probably earlier. Um, so we're just making it smaller. We're not, we are not building something new. Um, we're definitely not building a boat dock, um, which was listed in the staff report for quite some time. So if any of you have that stuck in your head, um, please realize that no, we're not gonna be building a boat dock. We are just reconstructing an existing structure and removing a window that would look into um, the Teasdale property. So um, I think you've all seen the plans. You've all seen every um, item on the agenda. Um, is there anything else you need me to explain to you? I have one more thing I'd like to add before the, with the questions. Um, I did note that Teasdale's uh, added a concern about drainage. Uh, ah. And so my response to that would be, this is a planning approval and at the building permit stage, of course, it will go back before, through all the city departments and proper drainage will be able to dealt, be dealt with at that time where it'll be designed. But of course, there's no intent or desire uh, whatsoever to put any drainage on the neighbor's property it will be dealt with. Absolutely correct. And yes, that should be stated as a condition of approval and um, will be built, dealt with at the um, building permit submittal stage. Um, Jill, also, maybe, I'd like you to comment, Jill, also I saw the Teasdale's seem to be concerned about the roof overhang over this covered porch. And I note that it lines up with the existing roof. And perhaps you can just talk about architecturally design-wise why you designed it that way. Um, we just thought it would look nice, but I'm more than happy to bring the height of the roof down if you want to make that a condition of approval as well. Um, but doesn't it look better just to line up with the same roof? It does. It does. But if that is offensive to... The Teasdales, you know, we're more than happy to bring it down a little bit. Um, and definitely the, the drainage will be dealt with as far as the building permit submittal. Any questions from staff? I have a question. Um, can you share your screen to show, or do you have an image of what that lowered roof height would look like? I do not have an image of it. I only have the image of the, um, the existing or the proposed, we haven't drawn a lowered roof yet, so. Uh, no, I think she, Heidi, was your question, you wanna know what the proposed roof is gonna look like? Is that your question? No, 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 yeah, so the, the project plan show what the um, proposed roof is gonna look like. I was just wondering if you had a diagram of, of the plan no. that you're describing and how no. it would compare. It so. would just be like six inches lower. It, um, and no, we haven't drawn that yet because it, it would have to be a condition of approval and then we'd have to go back to the drawing board and draw it up. So, sorry. I don't but, but not only that, from a, from a design aesthetic standpoint and also from a gutter uh, drainage standpoint, it's more logical to have the same slope of the roof just continue on the same, uh, you know, slope angle of the roof as opposed to having like a step you know, where you have the, the edge and you have to have a gutter there and then you have a, a lower edge roof over the, the covered porch that's A, not aesthetic and B, it just doesn't seem necessary. I mean, if, if I could understand what the impact was, why that's a problem, but 
I, I don't see a basis for complaining about, about yeah, that. I, you know, my question was, do you have a diagram? And it would be great to see what that would look like. If it's helpful, uh, I can share screen to show the project plans as submitted. I don't think it's necessary. Oh. <laughs> Um, if you want to show it, um, I don't know if it's really necessary. I think we've all seen the project plans. We know what it looks like. Um, we've seen the existing conditions. So unless, um, Mr. Rifkind, if you think you'd like to see that, or if it's going to help with your presentation, you have four minutes left as part of your presentation. If you'd like to speak to it, you can. No, I think we're good. We don't need to use all 10 minutes. I mean, we were, how about we reserve the four minutes for rebuttal if we, if we need to. Okay. How's that? That works out great. Angela, great. If you, Angela, if you want to say something, you're on mute. Could I make a one a one minute statement? You sure, but but less is more. Okay, I will say that um, um, that the Teasdales um, claim that I've created habitable space in the mudroom, and I have not. It does not have heat. It does not have electricity. It's a storage space for brooms, mops, a vacuum cleaner, cleaning products. It has an overhead light that existed prior to this. It is under no circumstances a pantry or habitable. Um, I would have obviously a lot more to say, but I can say it um, less, less succinctly than, than Len and, and Jill. And Thank you. So to add to that, there is a door between the kitchen and the porch, which does make it um, unconditioned space. It is not habitable space. It is a means of egress and means of storage, as Angela said. Thank you. So it looks like you have three minutes left um, that you can use for rebuttal <laughs> at the end if you'd like to. So um, I do not have any further questions. Um, so this will be the time where we will open it up to public comment. Um, our public comment um, time limit is three minutes. And um, if anyone would like to speak, this is their opportunity to speak. So again, you've been, everyone's been given um, the controls. So if you, um, Ms. Teasdale, would you like to provide public comment? Okay, so then you'll just need to unmute yourself. And uh, give me a second so I can start my timer. Okay, let me know when you're ready and I'll press start. Okay, I'm ready. Can you hear me? Yes, thank okay. you. Okay, so as mentioned, um, the first and foremost concern we have is the water issue and the lack of gutters on the plan for the partial back exit elevation. Um, saying, don't worry about it, we're gonna take care of it. We wanna know exactly what the plan for water, water diversion is going to be. We're not opposing this, we did agree to it. What we're trying to do is just make sure that all the terms of the agreement and the building codes are adhered to so we don't have any post construction issues that are gonna require further litigation. So water drainage is huge. It's a city code that they have to um, make plans for that. And we do see this a potential problem. And just saying, don't worry, we'll take care of it. We want to see on the plans where the gutters will be, how it's going to actually divert the rainfall and not flood our lawn. So that's a key point. The second point is we've agreed for her to build so tightly. The setbacks are so tight, six inches. We don't want anyone trespassing on our property, going over that property line to do this building construction. So we want to make sure that our privacy 
is um, adhered to. And thirdly, we wanna make sure that the six inch setback is um, actually confirmed by a post-construction survey um, that, because we've had so many, the city has really screwed up so much on this with the deck and everything. And it has caused so much bad blood between us, which is very upsetting and unnecessary. And we just, you know, we're not opposing it. We just wanna make sure that we protect our rights because the city sure hasn't. Okay, that's really all we have to say. Great, well, thank you. Um, before we go into um, answering questions or rebuttals, um, Elena, I have a question regarding the habitable space issue. Uh, when reviewing the project, um, was the porch considered floor area or has it been exempted? And that's based on our definition of floor area that's in our code. Yeah, I believe that um, prior to its reconstruction and um, after I'm done, you know, I can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that uh, there was no door that enclosed the porch, that it was open um, in some manner. But um, I believe even if there's no heating or elect uh, um, of the space, if it's fully enclosed for our dis, um, definition of floor area, that it does, it does qualify as floor area. Um, so, um, so you're saying this did qualify because more than 50% of the walls were enclosing the space? Yeah, and that it, um, and ceiling height and such, even if it's not heated or con, you know, conditioned. Okay, great, thanks. So um, I'm gonna, going to close public comment. Um, so Ms. Tardy, um, you had your hand raised. Would you like to say something? Um, sure. and is this part of your rebuttal or, or in response to the public comment? In response to the public comment. Okay. Um, so as I said, this is a, um, the drawings that were submitted were for a variance application. They are not a building permit application set. At which time that we submit for a building permit, we will um, note the gutters and we will um, make sure that they comply with requirements and that you know Ken Henry will um, definitely be out there as a watchdog inspecting the construction. Um, as far as the con new construction of the wall, uh, what's commonly done uh, most commonly in San Francisco is that you build a wall on the ground and then you tip it up. So there's really no need for us to you know, go onto the Teasdale property in order to do the construction. Um, it will fully be constructed on the ground, tipped up from the Weber side and put into place. So I believe that was it, drainage and trespassing. Um, and I have a couple of minor points. The number okay. one point that I wanna make, uh, uh, Heidi, is the following, as you heard Mrs. Teasdale say, quote, we're not opposing it. So, and she said that twice during her presentation. So uh, they, they've raised <laughs> concerns. Excuse me, ma'am, I'm speaking. So you can have me turn when I'm done. Okay. I heard her say, quote, we're not opposing it. So. And she said it twice that I made a note of it. So I think that's helpful for staff to understand that neighbors signed a binding settlement agreement. They've now said in public hearing that was recorded that they don't oppose the project. They have concerns. They've raised those concerns. The project architect has addressed those concerns of how the building permit, when a building permit issues, as is, happens, the public works, building department, everybody, all the departments will weigh in on whether or not uh, the building permit should issue. And so I think the drainage will be 
taken care of. And then uh, lastly, the issue of the technical issue of how to construct, and you heard the project architect indicate that it's gonna be a, a wall that's gonna be built, it's tilted up. But of course, we all know that under civil code section 1002, there's a private right of eminent domain that is, it, is if necessary to go on your neighbor's property for maintenance repair of your home. And that's been state law since I think 1872 in this state. So the plan is that no one will enter the Teasdale property in order to construct this, but there is a statutory right under that code section if, if it is absolutely necessary for the purposes of the construction to accomplish that. The public hearing is closed, and so I'm hopeful that we are done speaking. We're just using our rebuttal time at this point. Go ahead, Jill, do you want to finish? Yeah, I just wanted to add one other thing. Um, there was a survey done, which was mutually agreed to by the Teasdales and by Angela Weber, and it's part of the project plans. It's on the very last sheet. Um, so yes, there will be um, follow-up by that surveyor who, um, as I said, has been hired by Angela, but agreed to be the surveyor by the Teasdales. Okay, so, and your rebuttal period has ended. Okay. So I appreciate that last comment. Thank you. Um, so um, I do have a question regarding the demolition of the um, structure. So are you anticipating that you may need to utilize that civil code section um, to access the Teasdales property for the demolition of the residence? Well, I, I, I mean, it's kind of like a chicken and egg problem. If you think about it, uh, uh, Heidi, the, the structure encroaches, the parties have agreed to remove the structure so it doesn't encroach, which is something, of course, the zoning ordinance wants to encourage to make things more conforming, not less conforming. And so it's impossible, if you think about it, to, demo, to demolish something that exists six inches onto a neighbor's property. So technically, a set of human hands is probably going to have to go there in order to take the wall down in order to get the demolition so it's off the property. And there's a, and there's a binding settlement agreement to that effect. Now, if the Teasdales want to, as I, I was disappointed to hear the word more litigation from the Teasdales, there's been no litigation, uh, actually. There's been a settlement agreement, but that settlement agreement is binding. And if necessary, we will go to court to enforce that settlement agreement because we have the absolute right for that settlement agreement to demolish the wall and build a new uh, covered porch consistent with the terms and conditions that have been set forth in the city's variance. Thank you. Yeah. And um, and I just like to put on the record that the, the settlement agreement is a private matter and any decision that's made today is outside of the settlement agreement and only related to our municipal code and our Title 10 zoning regulations. So, um, so with that, uh, I appreciate all the information. Thank you again, um, Assistant Planner Elena Lip. Thank you, uh, Mr. Ripkine and Ms. Fenton Tardy. And thank you, um, Ms. Weber, and also Ms. Teasdale for providing um, input um, regarding this project. I have reviewed the staff report and I agree uh, with the findings that have been established in our zoning regulations. So for a variance, there's six findings that need to be achieved. Uh, it is clear that all six findings, requisite findings can be achieved um, as summarized in the staff report and um, this meeting today, especially the exceptional and extraordinary circumstances based on the original construction date. I also understand um, that you know, the building practices at that time were such that you know, we didn't have accurate surveys. So it's not uncommon in Sausalito um, to have these situations, but it, it does create this 
exceptional and unusual circumstance now that we have our modern technology. Uh, it, there's also, um, in terms of su substantial parity, there's enough information in the record to support this. Uh, I do, um, regarding the egress item, although the residential building code only requires one, uh, one egress point, um, historically, this property has, at least for 69 years, based on that 1962 variance, has had that access. And for public health, safety, and welfare issues, multiple e points of egress um, are important, especially in this day and age of um, wildland urban interface fires. Uh, um, in terms of the habitable space, based on the city's definition of floor area, this is considered habitable space. So there is, regardless of whether it's conditioned or not, if more than 50% of that space is enclosed, um, it does count towards that. So um, this project would actually reduce the floor area slightly by reducing the size of the existing porch. Uh, I would like to point out some conditions of approval. Um, I'd like to modify uh, the condition of approval number four, the recommended condition number four regarding um, that prior to issuance of a building permit, a professional land survey surveyor shall certify that the site plan accurately depicts all existing and proposed structures. Um, this is, um, I think, a somewhat un unachievable condition. So what I would like to do is, is modify it to um, prior to issuance of a building permit, a professional land surveyor shall stake the property line and the extent of the building walls so that it shows the distance um, of 7.84 inches. And I'd also like to add another condition of approval that says prior to final of the permit, the surveyor shall verify that the building has been constructed um, based on the approved plan. I'd also like to add a condition of approval um, that will require a drainage plan prior to issuance of a building permit. This will ensure that the city does um, accurately review that drainage has been adequately addressed so that there's no net increase in runoff from the site. Um, based on this type of permit, it, it may or may not be reviewed. Um, so that's why I'd like to impose this as an additional condition of, of approval. And, um, and that's all I have. So with that, um, I am approving this project as proposed with those amended conditions of approval. And I'd like to identify that um, my decision um, is subject to um, within 10 days um, of this decision. And um, in this, if, you, if one does decide to appeal um, my decision as the zoning administrator, then this project would be reviewed by the planning commission. So with that, I close this public hearing and um, request Assistant Planner Elena Lip um, modify the resolution to include that amended and new conditions of approval. And um, we'll finalize the resolution and send it out to all parties involved. Very good. Thank you, uh, staff, for your time today. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.